0: We are reminded, Lord, that we are nothing without you. You deserve all the glory. We exalt your name this morning. You are so worthy to be praised, Jesus. Nothing in this world compares with you. Nothing in this world compares with you. your name, Jesus. We magnify your name. In Isaiah 60, it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord, but the Lord will arise over you, And His glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes, church. Lift up your eyes this morning. And see, they all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. And your daughters shall be nursed at your side. And then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart will swell with joy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we can be told, Arise and shine, for our light has come. Lord, and we believe it is time. We believe that it is time, Lord, that you have called us for such a time as this. Lord, and we believe there is no more time to just sit. There is no more time to just watch. It is time for us to arise. It is time for us to shine because the glory of the Lord is upon us. And it is now. It is not yesterday. It is not in the future. It is now in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to arise, Lord. Help us to lift up our heads and to see You. Lord, to see what You are busy with, to see what You are doing. Lord, we beg You this morning not to let us miss it. We don't want to miss what You are doing in Your kingdom. We don't want to be held back by fear. We don't want to be held back by our circumstances. We don't want to be held back by finance. We don't want to be held back by whatever the enemy tries to throw at us. But Lord, we want to be bold. Lord, we want to be courageous. Lord, we want to step out when You say go. And Lord, I pray, and I know this is Your Highness's prayer. Lord, we are desperate to never be a church that just sits. Lord, but we want to be an obedient church. We want to be a bride that is ready for You. We want to be a bride that is purified for You. We want to be a bride, Lord, who obeys You. We want to go where no one else is willing to go. We want to do what no one else is willing to do. When everyone else is scared, we want to be the ones that says, Yes, Lord, send us. We trust you. We believe you. We will stand on your word. We will stand on every promise. And we will always give you the glory. In Jesus' name. Everyone said. Amen.
1: Yes, today we are very um, excited to have you all here and to actually share what happened this last week that we were in in the D- 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 Wundu. Um, we were actually um, about half an hour west of the D- near the River Dance Lodge. It's up there in the Kaprivi area. Um, but, yeah, before I tell too much, we're just going to play one quick, one minute, just sort of a a, 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 a teaser to, to give some highlights of, of what we we, we we did there. so um, we can watch that.
2: I love you, my G. I love you Maggie Nakuaka Yesu, nakuaka 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 nakuaka
1: awesome um yes that, that was just a short like a, a recap of, of of what we did and I hope to share a lot more um, of what we did there but before before we start um, if, if you guys can turn your bibles to Matthew 9 verse 35 and we're going to start there Matthew 9 verse 35 to 38 and I think I read this um, when we a few a weeks ago as well when we talked about um, this outreach and it talks about the comp- comp- compassion of Jesus okay, and it says the. Then Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd, and then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is truly, uh, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest." Just gonna read verse 35 again. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And you can just leave that on there for a while. When I read this, there's also a re- reminded me of the great commission that Jesus left us with. It's it's, a, it's something he commanded all believers to do. It's not a something he said, you know, if you want to, you can do that. Or if you feel like it, you can do that. It is something that he commanded all of us to do. And it says it in, in Matthew 28, it, it, it talks about that we have, as believers, we have to go out and make disciples, we have to p- bring healing to them, we have to baptize them, we have to drive out demons, you know, we have to look after them. Um, and that's, that's um, s- something that, that he wants us to do, and it says it here that he himself did that. So when we, we say we are believers of Christ, it means we're his disciples. And if we are his disciples, we should do what Jesus did. And he did this. He went out to all places, healed the sick, raised the dead, drive out the demons, cleansed the lepers. And he, he's asking for us as well to do the same. And then verse 36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, many, many people, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. So Jesus looked and he saw all these the people that came to them, the multitudes, and he knew they were like sheep without a shepherd. They had no hope. They were hopeless. They, they didn't know him yet. I don't know Jesus. And again, if we are his disciples, if we say we believe in him, should we not also have compassion for, th- for those who haven't found him yet? Where is our hearts? Like, do we have hearts, really compassionate f- 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 hearts to also have Um, Or or to also want to see those people in his uh, kingdom. If we think, okay, cool, we've got eternal life. Like uh, uh, that guy there, bomber, he's not going to make it. Or will we want to share what we have with him as well, with her as well? Because eternal uh, life is most, probably the biggest gift that we can get from Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, I'm just going to share something about us as a church and our um, the mandate that the Lord put on on our hearts as living words in Namibia. One of the main scriptures that the Lord put on our hearts when we came here was Isaiah 58, um, verse 11 and 12, and it tells um, a lot about what we must do here as a church, what He has called us for. Okay, and it says there in verse 11, and I'm going to read from the NIV, the Lord will guide you always, so He's going to lead us as a church and individuals. He will satisfy your your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Verse 12, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorers of streets with dwellings. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called the repairer of broken walls, restorers of streets and dwellings. I mean, I think that one thing that, that we are called for um, as a church is to be a, a, a well-watered church. So in Scripture, when we talk about water, it most likely means the Holy Spirit. So we must be well-watered. We must be a church that always full of Holy Spirit and living according to where he leads us. Amen? Um, uh, 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 when I think about about s- something that is well guarded, and that's something, and that I hope we stay as a church, is if you think, I think you said it, Marissa. Um, it was either you or or Sam. I can't remember. You you both talked so much in in this outreach. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> If you look at a dam, and it's filled up with water, who mentioned that? I think you did. That. There's a dam, and it's filled up with water, but there's no outlet. It just stands there. What happens with that water? It becomes stale, stagnant. There's some some algae that begins to grow there, and it can can actually become quite um, this yeah, it can become quite unhealthy, forever drinks it. But okay, if you if you make a hole in the dam, it's a good thing because now the water flows, so you can water the other gardens. But now the dam runs empty. So what this. Uh, uh, means is that you, you should constantly have an inlet of Holy Spirit that comes in you, the water comes in you, and not stand still, becomes stale, but it f- flows constantly to the world around us, so that all ar- around us is like a well-watered garden. Amen? Yes. Make sense? I hope it makes sense. Yes. And again, when that water moves, when the Holy Spirit moves through our church, it says in Scripture that when God's kingdom moves forward, the gates of Hades shall not prevail. So where we move, we bring light and we chase darkness away. So... So yes, we are called to be a well-watered garden. And in essence, um, we want to be a a church that are continually focused on the kingdom of God. Not on issues, 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 but on the kingdom of God. Because why? When we we focus on Jesus as individuals and as a, a, a church, it, help us. It, I mean, it helps us to, to look from his perspective onto what's happening around us. And he's the one with all the solutions, not with all the issues. So it helps for us as a church to, to be f- focused on the kingdom of God and do what he called us to do. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Um. Just something about Romanus there as well. He's the guy there in the blue shorts. He's a long pants. Long pants. Oh, sorry, long pants, the blue shorts, long pants. Um, that, that is actually his house now. And we had church and teaching and everything in his new house. That's his house. We are blessed. So... When we m- met him the first time last year, I think last year, August, or when was it, Donnie? Yes, September. Um, I just f- felt that this man is the man of peace. He's um, someone that from day one, he wants to see people saved. He's someone that he doesn't sit still. He feels there's work to do, and he does it. He's not looking for any handouts or anything. He he actually, since we met, never asked me for anything except prayer. He actually sends me, once a week at least, his prayers. He's someone that is on fire for God. And he has a a, a vision as well to change his... just his household, but the whole c- community and region where he is in, um, and he actually does something now about it. He doesn't sit still. So, do we feel that that is someone that we, as a church, can can work with? We can we can um, go and do an outreach there, and know that we, 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 when we leave. We leave the the people there in good hands. It's someone that his heart is right with God. He knows his scriptures, and he looks after his his um, people according to the truth of the Bible, not his own thing. Um, yes, I love it that that when there's um, something that he str- he struggles with, he calls. He's not. Trying to fix it on his, his own, he, he 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 calls me and asks me, um, "Daddy, <laughs> I need your help with this and this and this. Please, how do you do that? How do you do that?" Like he's a, just a, a awesome guy. I love Romanes. So for this trip. Um, what we what we felt to do is because we still we still new in in what we do here in, in, in Vendor, but but also up there up north. Um, we felt that we should first invest and raise up leaders to do the work over there. Um, I think she's going to talk a little bit more more about that in a while. But for us, it's just. Important not to be the ones that we go, we give food and say, "Yay for Jesus!" Take a picture and we're gone, and we leave them with nothing. We feel that there's there's a real need first to invest long-term into a community, so that they have strong, um, a strong support base from from where they can also work in the future. Amen. Amen. Um, so we took time to invest in them spiritually as well, as personally. Um, yes, so a, a little bit of, of what we did is we, we, we went there and teach. We taught them a biblical truth in the mornings about who is jesus and what it means to be baptized and how and what happens when we are all filled with holy spirit and why it is necessary and then i mean the afternoons we went out to what we taught to apply it and but we're going to talk a little bit about more about that uh, later um, some highlights. Some highlights of the trip. Uh, and for me, is it was crazy to see the hunger those people have for God and for truth, because they know that people come, they give them food, they take some pictures, and and they leave, but they leave them spiritually hunger. Hungry, and that is that. That is um, something that we we saw now. That when we teach them and we go a little bit more in depth and we take time to in actually invest in them as well, it makes such a difference. And there were so many people that from that whole household and the leaders that actually re, um, responded to accept. Jesus for the very first time just because we took time to invest in them not just a quick a mean and out we took time to invest in them as people Um, and what did I see from that I learned that only God can give hope to the hopeless and now Kekula said, "That's not something new." So we all know that. But for me, is it why why, 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 why? why do we, where we live now, only wait until we're hopeless before we need God? It's it's um, we should we should accept Him in our lives and walk with Him before we are at that hopeless place. So that's something I learned a lot this week as well. Um, One last thing is just, um, we went to this one village. When we entered there, um, I just felt very uneasy in, in everything. And I said to Marissa, we need to pray in this one. Like there's something happening here. We need to pray in this village. And um, while I was preaching there, um, the Holy Spirit said, that man over there, he's a witch doctor. And then I understood a lot of things that happened um, the night before and the day. Um, people... Being sick a lot, we saw snakes where we were. Um, just, just many little signs that said today you're going to have a lot of resistance. Um, anyway, so I shared the good news there. And, and uh, 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 um, uh, at the end of this, um, I, I talked to Ramana and I said, let's go and talk to that. Man over there, because a holy spirit put him on, on, my, on my heart. So we went there, and there was this old man. He was like sore in his legs and headaches, and he could, he couldn't see well. His he were, his eyes were like hazy, <coughs> like he, he couldn't see uh, quite well, and he with some issues with his stomach as well. But he had these little two. Um, Armbands, wristbands. wristbands on his wrist, his left one, and I asked so "What is that?" And long story sh- short, is he—he—he's d- a, a witch doctor, and he was sick, so he—he d- he did some some offering so they offer chickens and what not in the bush, and then they accept this push spirit to come into them and to bring them healing and that thing connects with the wristbands so he was walking with that and he believed now he's going to be healthy and strong but he's falling apart so I told him again about who Jesus is and after a while, it took me some while he actually said okay cool he will ring re- announced his, his um, witchcraft so he it, it, it took off the little um the armband <laughs> threw it away and i said okay but it doesn't st- st- stop then now you have to accept jesus as your lord your savior and after that we're going to pray that you are baptized with holy spirit And when we pray, your headaches will leave, your legs will become strong, and your eyesight will be restored. And he said, "Uh, maybe, maybe not. I said, okay, cool, fine. Let's begin at your stomach. So I put my hands on there, just because he had stomach aches. So I prayed for them. And as I prayed, um, the um, pain, Went to his chest, and then I, I put my hand on his chest, and then it went again back to his stomach. So it went like all across him, and I thought, "Oh, that's not normal. It must be a demon. It as it, easy as that." Because we talked about that earlier today, um, the um, the morning. So and then I led him in a prayer that he, that he that he himself cast out the demon f- from him and it it left him and who, uh, when it left that was amazing uh, uh, when it uh, left he was actually open to receive jesus as his lord his, his, his savior and we prayed for that then he got baptized with holy spirit and instantly his headache went away he got strength in his legs and his eyesight were restored fully, and he could again see. And that was a witch doctor that had influence over a whole region. So glory there to God. Amen. Yes, we can give the Lord a hand for sure. Um, Do you want to share something, Marissa?
0: (laughs) Please. Awesome. Yo, how awesome is that, hey? That was an incredible testimony, and that was actually on the Wednesday. Um, We started ministering. Monday was a drive day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we were in the villages. And as you understand, in the mornings, we taught uh, the spiritual foundations. And in the afternoons, we went out into the villages. People didn't know that we were coming. Uh, They weren't prepared for us. We were, we prayed, prepared for them. But it was just incredible to see how the Lord literally, and this always happens on an outreach, that he literally has appointments with specific people of influence just before that village where we encountered that witch doctor. And also what Johannes didn't mention was that he, when we arrived at the village, there were literally only four men sitting under the tree. And so we could sense in the spirit, this was a real dark, darkness hanging around. Okay, so we started praying. Johannes was introduced by Romanus. He started sharing the gospel. And as he was preaching, probably for 20, 25 minutes, you could see people coming and walking out of the huts, out of the different villages, coming to sit down. And I think later there was almost 40 people listening to him. And by the end, when he was sharing about Jesus and giving your life, surrendering your life to Jesus, three women came running and started kneeling in front of him, ready to surrender to Jesus. And what was actually so beautiful is that um, we just also want to thank, obviously, everyone who contributed to the blessing bags and the food and the Bibles, And so we went with a lot of the blessing bags we gave to Pastor Romanus and his wife, not only for their family, but they kept a lot of those blessing bags to also hand out to people that they are going to follow up with Of whom we had the opportunity to minister to. So, what was so beautiful is that this village, we didn't have time on the Thursday to go back to them. The three women that gave their hearts to the Lord, Sam had prayed for all three of them. A lot of them received healing, but we didn't have time. We didn't have the blessing bags with us. And so, Pastor Romanus and his wife actually, yesterday afternoon when we got home, we got a message that they went back on Friday. Pay taxi money to get to this village because it's far from them. And they blessed these women with the blessing bags. And they were able to invite them back to their church for today. And the witch doctor, well, he's not a witch doctor anymore. The old man also said to remind us that, please tell me where your church is because I want to come. And so that to me is just an incredible testimony of, you know, sometimes when we go out on these outreaches, we go, we just pray for everyone we see and we leave them. And what is so significant, and and this is also Johannes' heart for the way that we do outreach, is that Jesus said in Matthew 28, make disciples. Not just convert people, get them into the kingdom, but make disciples. And what is a disciple? A disciple is someone, remember we've been speaking about it all year, a disciple is someone that actually learns from the teacher, that follows the teacher. And so it's so beautiful to us that Pastor Romanus and his wife is now able to go out and to do a follow-up with everyone that we were able to minister to. So they have a church to go to. They have Bibles there for them ready to start learning the truth, to start changing mindsets, to start living the way that Jesus actually wants them to live so that they can reach the rest of their own village by the knowledge and the things that God has done in them. So I just think that is incredible. And another thing that really stood out for me is that, you know, normally on these outreaches, as I said, we would go out into villages and we would go and pray for the sick and, you know, lead people to Christ and all these things. But we actually had time for three days to spend time with, with this family who will be the base, the church that they have is actually based on their little plot of land where we actually eventually really want to trust the Lord to be able to help them to actually build a building. Uh, We were able to, some, some people in our community generously donated electric cables. So we were able to actually lay an electric cable and they now have a light where they can get together and share the word and talk among each other at night. And they can actually see because that's the only light that they have. And so it was really significant to us. And I'm sure Sam will also maybe share about that. But we took blood, water, fire, which is the three foundations that we teach here as well. You know, we teach about salvation. uh, We teach about water baptism, and we teach about baptism of the Holy Spirit. Those are the three main foundations we need as believers. And the hunger, as Johannes said, for three mornings we spent in-depth teaching, and they were asking questions. They were writing notes. They were, if I asked someone to read, or Johannes asked them to read out of the Word, they were fighting over who's first to read from the Bible. Um, And it was so profound, the questions that they asked. And and I said to Johannes, that was such a reminder to me, how hungry are we for the Word? How hungry are we for the truth? Because they have a lot of physical need. They have a lot of physical hunger. But they were more hungry for the Word of God. They were more hungry for the teaching and for the things of God than anything else. And that really encouraged my heart and challenged my heart at the same time. And we will share maybe a testimony after this of two of the young girls um, that were with us for the three days. And one of them is actually Pastor Ramana's sister-in-law. And she's a student um, in Rundu. And she came with, she's studying to be a teacher. And we picked her up in Rundu and she did a two-hour journey with us. And she just came to visit the family for the week. Okay, well, she had no idea what was in for her, and so by the end of the trip, we baptized her. She was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and she's going to share part of her testimony as well. Her name is Patricia. And what was also profound to me, before we have a quick look at their testimony, and then we're going to ask Sam, you know, what really stood out for her— Um, is that we had an intercession group at the same time praying for us. We know that all of our church community was also praying, but we had a special group of people that said, I am actually committed for the next five days to take communion every day, to pray with you guys and to seek the Lord for what is going on in the spirit as you go. Because church, the way that we do outreach, we don't just go and sing Kumbaya. It's a spiritual battle. We go and we literally go and set captives free. The Lord does it, but he uses our hands and feet. And so it's really important. You cannot do an outreach like this in the spiritual realm without a real strong grounding of prayer and constant intercession happening. And so we're going to share a short testimony from one of the ladies in our church community as well, who was on the intercessor team and the Lord woke her up on Tuesday night, I think after midnight and That was actually the night that we experienced a lot of interruptions. We were constantly awake. There were different things happening. I woke up at four o'clock Wednesday morning and I thought out of nowhere, I feel so sick today. I cannot leave this room. (laughs) They ended up having breakfast without me and I took communion and I was praying with one of the ladies from intercession. And I was like, I have come all this way. I will not be stopped. We will not surrender. (laughs) And within one hour, I felt 100% fine again. And so there was a real spiritual warfare going on. And and that morning when we arrived at the teaching site, a snake literally crawled out. And it was almost like a prophetic action to say that today is really going to be a day where we are going to take the light into the darkness. Yes. And that was also the day that we taught them about, you know, how do we actually deliver someone from demonic oppression or possession? And so it was really significant. And God's hand was on us and His protection was on us. But it took a real team to really pray and to really intercede. So we're so grateful for that as well. But shall we look at maybe those two quick videos? And then we are going to talk to Sam and hear what was profound and what was incredible for her. Okay. Amen.
3: Thanks for the opportunity given to share my story about our family, to the Church of the Living Word, so God can give us the strength and thank God for giving us this strength to talk to everybody. In the past, in our family, we just live as strugglers. We used to struggle to get food, just like that, that's the way we live. We go to school with hunger, we come back, we struggle how to get food, our grandmother struggled how to get food for us so that we can eat, just like that. But we accepted it as we are are in the poor family. So we just proceeded with our study like that till grade 12. We completed our grade 12. Unfortunately, for my side, I failed. And my cousin here proceeded so up to now till our grandmother started this old age pension there we have we started like when my grandmother get her money she buy us food as little as she can manage she give us to eat just how we struggle up to, uh, until last year october when our grandmother passed away that was Not good. We even started thinking, how are we going to live? Now our grandmother is gone. But only Jesus who knows our life. Up to now, now, Jesus, he opens our way. He throws the grace in our family. Some helpers come. Now we are receiving something in the grace of God. Jesus loves us. Now we are proceeding with this. And I'm happy to see this in our family. In the past, I didn't even know anything about the Bible. But now I know. I know it's Jesus. I learned about the baptism. Even when I was baptized, I was still young. I was three years in Catholic. And I don't know even the priest who baptized me. Up to now, God opens my way. Or let me say, our way in the family.
2: In the past, like the life that we live. Only God knows why this is happening to us. Like the, the others, like these others say, say, you don't know what tomorrow brings, and this is what is happening to us. We never knew or we never knew that God will open this way to, to our family. And now let me just thank God for this thing that is happening in our family that you should also put us in your prayers, our pastor Johannes and his wife and the the church, the living word. Put us in your prayers so that we don't go back to where we are coming from we repented we got baptized today and i'm so happy i'm overwhelmed now god is good and we thank god for every gift that is that we are getting in our family i Mm. thank you
4: good morning church i would love to encourage you today with a message um Um, something that I encountered while I was interceding for Ioannis, Mursa and Sam on their Devundu mission. As I was sleeping one night, the Lord woke me up at around 12 o'clock and I felt the urge to just pray for the team for a good night's rest. And I just really felt that I have to pray for them um, for a well-rested sleep. And as I was praying, the Lord clearly, clearly showed me protection of angels that are covering them and ministering to them but even more profound was that the same angels protecting those three are also protecting the Venduk, um church family and I would just love to encourage you by telling you that if you call this church your home know that you are under the same protection of these angels that are ministering to you and your family and the Lord also showed me that the Vindook community is also part of our church and um, they are also under the same protection that that we are also experiencing. Um, the next uh, day, Marissa texted and said that they had experienced interruptions during the night and, um, and she felt so sick that she planned to not go to the morning session. There were technical def- difficulties and even a snake that had to be killed. Praise the Lord for waking me up and showing me this vision so that I can encourage the team. Um, They had a day of significant deliverance. People that were caught up in witchcraft, people got healed, prophetic word was shared. Just be encouraged today that you are part of God's protection and part of his supernatural blessings. And please keep on praying for the Devundu family. And know that we are as church unity and we are under the same same protection and same angels that are ministering to us enjoy your day church
0: i mean who was encouraged by that wasn't that awesome yes you can sit so now we're gonna ask sam a few questions can sam take that microphone So we want to hear from Sam. What was your expectation before you went on the trip? And why did you go on the trip? Could you switch the line on? Okay,
5: there we go. Okay, morning, everyone. Um, so first, I just want to, something I learned from from the family in Duvundu. Um, just quickly close your eyes for a second. Um, Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity, God. Thank you that I can be here, God, to, to share your word. And I, I thank you for this opportunity, God. I thank you for everything I learned. God, may you bless this word. Everything that comes out of my mouth, God, may it be just you speaking through me. Amen. Okay, so, yeah, beforehand. So, last year, we started with the, with the missionaries, with the outreach. And the first year with um, everything that happened, COVID, etc., cetera, um, I know I couldn't go on the outreach, so um, Johannes and Dani went. But afterwards, even in the beginning of the year, um, the pastor shared the outreach dates. And I know it was there, but it's still months away. So you don't need to plan now, it's, you can plan later. And then when I realized it's two weeks away, and to be honest, um, in the uh, the previous outreach we did as well in the beginning of this year, it was pressured at work, busy, busy, busy. And I just thought to myself, there's no way I can be away from work. And when I, um, this the second time now around, I just basically put in my leave. I didn't even plan what, I'm, what, what am I going to do to make sure everything is um, done, it's month end, um, but I just told Johannes and Marissa, I got so excited, I just phoned them, but on Saturdays they are um, really, they want to be silent for for Sunday. And I just called and said, listen, I'm coming on the outreach. I was so excited. And it's so amazing how um, I told my colleagues, it's so quiet at work. This is abnormal. And I think even with the last Friday for myself at work, it was like silent and minimum mails just coming in the inbox, and that's not normal. So I know that God wanted me to really be there and focus. I never go without my work laptop, and I left it at home. It was wonderful. Um, and yeah, I think just it took from me to, to have that faith and put in my leaf and say, I'm doing this. Um, and yeah, and then God provided the peace afterwards. Amen. And what was your expectation,
0: Sam? Before you, we spoke about it a lot the week before, but what did you expect? Did you have any expectation that God would do something?
5: Yeah, I, I expected, um, of course, to, we hear a lot of the stories from a where they where um, they went on outreaches. And I knew there was something coming. I've never had an outreach like this before. I even told them the Sunday um, prior to our departure that I have a big expectation, but I can't put it into words. I can't say this is specifically to pray for a blind person to see. Um, Even though it would be wonderful, but that was not, I didn't have a specific expectation. And then what God actually did, even though we did pray for healing and um, the people got healed, we also prayed in faith for people, whereby you can't see it right now, but... When Romanus calls and tells us, "Listen, um, the lady's expecting twins," then it's like a confirmation from God that yes, um, your praise was heard. So yeah, so so positive um, um, not a specific um, request from God. Just I had a big expectation, and God even answered, exceeded beyond beyond that. Um, it was it was so so amazing um, to see the just the respect of the people there, um, and literally it's like a family. I when I look at them like this, it's like, oh, there's Patricia, and it's it's the family and just the love that they actually um, express to us. I know our um, we talked the night before and. Um, before the big day, the next day that we are, we are going out, um, Marissa told me about to just share the love, um, the love of God. And when they stood up and they actually testified to say what it means to them that we are here, we are in their home, we are going to their bathroom, we are sitting with them under the tree, um, they said they can't believe that we are doing this. So, um, yeah, just, just that, that was, for me, amazing. And
0: if there is one thing that you can highlight, it could be two things, three yeah. things. But what was the biggest highlight for you if you think back, you know, something that, that you experienced that you think, wow, never in a million years that I experience or think that I would experience this.
5: Okay. So, yeah, I'm somebody that... I think a lot. I'm in my head a lot. So um, when Marissa and Johannes, they actually told me prior, just pray to God and ask God to give you something to, to say to people, um, to show you something over their life, like a prophetic word. And I still thought to myself, wow, wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, but when we actually, the the um, Tuesday morning, um, after a long day and a lot of people raising their hands saying yes we want to accept jesus and um, we called the people outside to pray for them and um we yeah we, we led them to jesus and then we also prayed for them to be to be filled with the holy spirit and um especially one specific lady i could i couldn't keep myself quiet I, I just looked at Marissa, and then she said, do you want to say something? And I'm like, yes, yes, I want to say something. And I just shared with her what was on my heart. And, um, but she was actually a very quiet person. And then, and that was just a um, Tuesday. that I didn't know her really. And as the week went on, I thought to myself, yeah, um, did, was this really um, what, what God said, or was I just in my head again? and thinking my own thoughts. And then um, on the Friday, when everybody got baptized and they actually shared, it came out that she was a leader at a previous um, church and for women. So I specifically saw her as this influencing woman leader figure within the community and just taking all the girls under her wing. And um, and, yeah, when she said that and she said, yes, but I would love to just... Go out and do that again. It was like, okay, wow. Well, um, then, then definitely I see these big things that God showed for her. So that's the one thing. You can more. Yes. The second one, um, despite the fact that we invested a lot in the leaders, but I think it's going to take one family to turn that village completely around. So invest in the few and then um, with them, they will be the hands and the feet while we are here. And um, when we went out to, we did go out to villages um, on the Wednesday, and it was profound for me, we, Pastor uh, Johannes prayed for the, for the witch, witch doctor specifically. I sat in the circle with everybody, and um, yeah, uh, there was a dark, dark presence completely dark, and, um, but we tried to, um, I tried to keep my eyes on Johannes and Marissa, and I even took my glasses off later on because um, there was a particular person just really staring into my soul, and it disturbed me, and um, afterwards, even um, Pastor Marissa told me, did you experience that guy looking at you like that, and I'm like, well, yeah, I did, so um, it, it wasn't just me. And um that um Thursday evening, I didn't sleep at all. I was so afraid I even put in put on the light. I kept sawing this person's face in front of me like like a mocking face. And the next morning on Friday morning, Marissa asked me, "Did you sleep well?" And I'm like, eh, not really, um, no, not at all." I'm very tired now. And then um, she just said, no, we're, we're going to pray right now. And we basically, she just really commanded um, the spirit of um, fear to, to leave. And it was completely gone. I, I didn't even, th- if I now wonder how, how did his face look, um, I can't even see it. And yeah, so, so and even yeah, now back in Ventuk and, normal life going on, you have your things, and yeah, I, I really took that specifically home, because um, some thoughts that s- comes um, back into my head now that I'm in Ventuk, I just also command it to leave immediately, and yeah, so that, that was wonderful for me.
0: Come on. It's so incredible that, you know, you go with an expectation, one type of expectation, and then the Lord comes and he does something completely different and teaches you things that when you're learning in the field, it's one thing for someone to tell you about it, but it's another thing to actually learn it for yourself and have God explain it to you. And maybe a last question, Sammy, is if there's any encouragement that you can give to anyone who's maybe considering, because we we are gonna we are gonna do outreach for a long time. Um, that is really what we believe as a church we are called to do. So we are gonna do a lot more local plus national outreaches. But why would you encourage anyone else to go on an outreach
5: like this? Okay. So firstly, I would say that no matter how hectic life is, it's a, a different thing if you actually have a specific. Thing happening on, on that date of an outreach, but nothing is going to get easier for you to go. Um, it was in my own life, it was mountains and mountains of work in front of me, and I just thought, will I ever be able to go for a week without communicating to work? And just, yeah, just saying yes to God, and how he will provide he just needs you to take that step of faith um, so th- but f- what it did for me specifically on the outreach um, I, I can't even put it into words um, it's hard to, to summarize I just know I have a new hunger and I already pray to God to um, I want to feel that this that, that presence that we did in the, um, in the villages with them and um so that he can be here in our work, in our church, in our in the shop, just that presence, presence around us. And um so that yeah, I can just be be bold enough to if I see somebody that even needs a word or just ask God. So yeah, it, it changed completely for me. Um I'm so excited. I invested in a new Bible yesterday because the little Bible I had, is, it's not good enough. I want to I understand. And um, yes, I'm just so excited. And my life will never be the same again. And it's because of, of this outreach and being with them, seeing God's children. And He loves them just as much as He does us here. So, yeah. Incredible. Why don't we just
0: give her a hand this morning? (laughs) Johannes and I feel like a proud mom and dad. We are so proud of her. You know, and often the thing that I remember for me before my first outreach, last comment before Johannes closes for us, I had a lot of fear of doing things that I've never had experience in. Or... You know, the fear of the unknown. And I just also want to add to what Sam was saying. You know, if if you are in our church, there is going to be opportunity upon opportunity upon opportunity. And as as Sam said, there will always be something that is a good enough reason for you not to come. But I want to encourage you. There is nothing that equips you, that gives you a boldness, that gives you a fearlessness, a stepping out into an environment that you have no experience in, because that's where God does the best of his teaching. And, you know, Sam did a lot of things that she's never done before. When she shared her testimony, everyone started crying. There was such a strong sense of God's presence in that place when she shared her testimony from a completely different world. But it's the same God that does the same thing. And so she also baptized the lady. She prayed for many healings. She... um, Prayed for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was just incredible to see, you know, to step aside and see how God is actually also equipping us literally in the field when we just say yes. Okay.
5: Just one last thing. Okay. Um, Yo, I actually had my Bible here and I wanted to say something still, but a lot of thoughts and your minimum time. But yeah, when Marissa said that on um, things you've never done before, that's completely th- true. Um, I I did a lot of things that I've never done in my life before, and the I'm just so blessed for the pastors we have here and the leaders for allowing us to to step out. And if you if you make a Little mistake, they they are there to to catch and support and to to help you back up. Um, And let me just get my Matthew 10. um, I just want to read here for you guys um, verse 20. It says, um, "For, For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. And that's another testimony for another time. But I, had, I also sat with that. But what will I say to somebody that's standing in front of me and, and they're so desperate um, to, so that you can help them and so that they can accept Jesus and so that they can be healed? And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot, yeah. So, and, um, but God gives you the words to speak. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Am I the rest of what's after you stand and say the next one is yours? We're standing the deep end Awesome. So Johannes is
0: going to close for us this morning. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you guys. Um just she she said something about we the one night there was this face of this one man in her head the whole time and that now she she knows that when she gets something in her head that's um scary or frightening or or, um, depressing or whatever she can tell it to go scripture says that when we are believers So when you accepted, truly, truly accepted, Jesus is your king, you now have the mind of Christ and that now you are one spirit with God and that's something we need to realize like we read these things but we miss what it really means. We can live. a a miraculous life every minute of the day because we have his mind, we can think his thoughts and you and me as believers are one spirit, think about this, one spirit with creator God not with a God who is that fat guy Teletubby Buddha whatever he's dead Muhammad is dead whoever else is dead there is no other so you are one spirit with the creator God sit on that one for a moment Amen Um, just a quick thing for for where to from now with with us as a church we would love to have a a, a longer term sustained re a, a, a relationship with the the, the, the the people in the Vundo. we would love to build into them individually but also as a community what the, the lord put on our hearts is for the future is Um, to to build for them like a church so that they can also have their own place to worship away from snakes and cold winds and sand and everything they can also pray and worship god freely we want to in the future also build like a skills center where we teach them how to fish where we teach them how to look after themselves and the communities, not just handouts. That, but one thing that um, we s- s- said as well is 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 we want to teach them a, a biblical truths. So one thing I also have in my heart for the, f- the future f- the future is to um, is to build like a um, a missionary training school, where, where we truly invest in the spiritual aspects as well of these people and the communities, because I mean, in the end, that's what we f- we live off. That's what we feed from is His Word, not pop and voice, but His Word. Next time also we want to send a little bit more teams there. So prepare yourself now. Prepare your hearts now. So that you are hungry. When the opportunity comes, you can say yes. No matter what. No matter all the issues at work or at home or sicknesses or whatever. Distractions. But that you can say yes to it when the Lord says come. Amen. 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 All we need to have is willing hearts that turns over into obedience. I talked last week or the week before about adjusting your life. You hear the call of God and now you just want to obey but you don't change your life. How can you then live out your calling? So the Lord wants us to obey Him. He loves us as we are, but He doesn't want to leave you as you are. He loves you too much for that. Amen. I always ask, our church like, how hungry are you for Jesus? How hungry are you for Him really? Is it a a chore to to wake up on a Sunday to come to church? It's more fun outside on the bicycles. No offense. But how hungry are we for God? All these other things are going to go to waste. How hungry are you for Him? If there's a little fire or hot coal in you, then come and let the Holy Spirit's wind blow within you to bring that little coal back again to a fire. If there's only a little piece of, um, of smoke, it's fine. You put on some embers and let Holy Spirit come as well and turn that into a hunger for Him, into a fire for Him. Because that's what he, he wants for us. He wants us to be on fire for Him. And for His work and for His kingdom. Amen. Who's hungry for God? Raise your hands. Amen. It's good to see. So, so, so after this, I'm going to pray for us. And if you need to be rekindled, if you want that fresh fire of Holy Spirit, Come to us here. Don't be scared. Be bold. And let us pray for you. Me, Sam, Marissa, will pray for that fire within you to be rekindled. Amen? Yes. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this awesome morning again, Lord God, where we can come as a church and share about the work that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us safe in the Wundu, um, for us as a team there, but also for our church community here. And again, Lord God, it is such an honor to be a part of building your kingdom and walking with you every day, Lord God, and to see people saved, to see them come into your kingdom, to see people set free, Lord God. And I I pray, Lord, that as individuals and as a a church, we will never lose that fire to do your work, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, I pray that we are a church that are hungry, Lord God, that are hungry for you, that we'll be a church on fire, Lord God, and not just smoke and ashes, but when people look at us, they see this is a church who listens to Jesus, who walks with the fire of the Holy Spirit within them, Lord God. Yes, Lord Jesus, I pray that we will stay a well-watered church that every day we have fresh infilling of you Holy Spirit and that we can share that fresh water that wisdom, that fire we have from you that we can share that with others Lord God we thank you for that Lord God we we thank you Lord God that you gave us as a church that uh, 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 verse in Isaiah 58 Lord that we know that we will be a church that will be called a restorer of walls, Lord God, so that we will come as a church and will come and restore where the enemy stole because, Lord, with your fire within us, we will take this kingdom of yours forward. We thank you for that, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. And yes, Lord, I pray pray that according to your scriptures lord god in matthew 9 that we will be a church that has a compassionate heart for people that it's not about us and all our issues lord god but through helping others through serving through doing your work lord god we will also be blessed because because that is a promise in your word I thank you for that, Jesus. And I I pray, Lord, that what we we said today here, it is only a a little bit of what happened. But I pray, Lord, that what we shared really touched people's heart and brought them that new hunger for you and to do your work, Lord Jesus. Because you are our God, you are our King, and as we saw, Lord. You are the name above all names and every knee shall bow before you no sickness shall stand lord god no disease shall stand death lord god could not hold you down we love you lord jesus and father and holy spirit we honor your name thank you jesus Amen.